lot. You see a lot of golden sacks at the Atomic <laughs> Cowboy. That's for sure. See the Atomic yes, Cowboy. Will. That's more Will style. That's more. <laughs> that's that's getting down the path. I don't want to. I don't want to touch. But uh, Atomic Cowboy is good shit. Um, <laughs> So uh, uh, I know we always come with stories and start off with stories. I've got a great one. I got into the wrong car the other day. Yes. <laughs> so I know it was it was it was bad. It actually in like today's in today's climate, as they say, uh, mm-hmm. it could have got culture. I mean, well, I mean, <laughs> shooting culture and people freaking out. It could have got bad. So I, I was, uh, I, you know, how you can do like the order to pick up at coffee shops and wherever, you know, get food or whatever. So sure. we, we got some Pete's coffee. I was with Allie and we uh, stopped real quick. I knew I ordered like 10, 15 minutes before. So I knew it'd be ready. We just got two coffees and like, I don't know. I think she got something to eat. And so I was, I had one headphone in. I was a little preoccupied listening to something. I was looking down at my phone, checking scores. It was a busy Saturday morning. We had to get going with some games and stuff. And so I was preoccupied. <laughs> and I had parked just uh, behind this car, two spots in. And this car had parked right next to the curb. And it was the exact same car as mine, same model and everything. And so looking down, I get into the front seat with the coffee. And I say something to the... To, and somebody was sitting in the front seat. Somebody's sitting in the front seat. And the car is running. Because I had left the car running with Allie in the car. So sure. I had assumed this was the car. The car's running. Someone's in the front seat. I say something. I don't even know what. I think it was just like something dumb. I don't know. You know this coffee's hot or whatever. And I look over. That and this person's looking bit. at me. Yeah, And this person's... And this, this lady's looking at me like so confused and concerned and I just go oh my god I'm so sorry and I just get out of the car as soon as, as quick as I can I just get out immediately you didn't so, even say like my, my car is right behind you no, sorry no I didn't say anything I, I was just like god I, I forget what I wish I remembered what I said when I got in I think I said like god this coffee's really hot be careful or something like that you know just something small so I get in and I go god this coffee's hot and I look over and go oh my god I'm so sorry and I just get out immediately and I just booked it and I, get, and I went to the next Scary. car which was mine <laughs> Dude. Yeah, I mean, look, that's I, a dangerous game. You could have gotten into a car with a crazy person who was just like, I know. no problem, let's drive away, you know, lock or, the door. Or if they freaked out and thought I was going to do something. Yeah, maybe you were going to do something. they had some pepper spray. Like, dude, it could have got real bad real quick. But it's a dangerous. Look, the, I think the real the lesson to, to be least. learned like, here, oh my God. the lesson to be learned is you need to just like look up from your phone and from your feet every now and then when you're <laughs> when you're going places not be too easily Look, distracted I, I was check i was checking my scores and that's important okay i had to see what was going on see, see gotta my check games. the scores gotta check my scores so uh, that's never happened to me and i i feel very yeah. i've oh. I, i've made uh other mistakes i feel like that are like kind of along <laughs> the same vein like walking into the wrong house or or the wrong apartment but never uh like actually you know what i did do one time this was not that long ago is in my apartment complex, you know, all the floors basically look the same. And I got off on the wrong floor. I live on the fourth floor and I got off on the third. And so I walked straight up to the door that I thought was mine and tried putting my key in and it wasn't working. And I was like, what is going on? <laughs> I like so there. And then I realized what was going on that I was, that, that it wasn't my apartment. And then I must've thought like, if someone's in there, they're terrified right now. Right. Because someone is like trying to, to, to key into their apartment that they don't know. And so I just out loud went, sorry, and then walked away. <laughs> oh, that's great. I think that's happened to everybody, though. When I first moved into my uh, place I live now, you you guys know, my uh, neighborhood looks all the same. I got lost like the first day here, walking Layla around. I was like, wait, where do I live again? So, 
Yep. Um, that's anyway. true. I still do that to this day, and I've been over to your <laughs> place a million <laughs> times, but I'm still not sure which door it is. How you guys been? How you guys been? What, what's what's your guys' story? You, you have a good couple. Will, you went to Dallas, right? I was in Texas. I was you were in Texas. The, uh, you always get your Texas accent when you come back to Colorado a little bit, the, you know. The fine Republic of Texas, uh-huh. and uh, <laughs> I I went down there, saw some some family, had a good time. Ended up getting a little sauced one night and doing karaoke, which nice. oh okay. What's um, the go to? No, 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 no. Let me guess. Let me guess. Let me guess. Let me guess. Okay, so obviously it's tough to guess exact song. I want I want to go top three. Uh, give me three chances to guess the artist you went. Okay. Okay. Uh, Bruce Springsteen. Nope, not Brian Adams. Nope. Uh, Bon Jovi. No, no. But Bon Jovi would have been like the closest one like we did. And this was like, it wasn't at a bar. This was like in a family function. So I felt a lot more comfortable and I was fully sauced, right? Which is another requirement for me to sing. (laughs) And so, hold on, hold on. You did Sonny and Cher. I got you, babe. I got you, babe. (laughs) (laughs) No, but there were duets that were saying. Um, (laughs) I don't remember every song, but I I probably sang three or four. I did like a Hall and Oates song. Um, I did. Uh, Gangster's Paradise by Coolio, which no, is just... No, you uh, didn't. I did. And then, oh, my uh, God. Which, by the way... Will, look at Will thinking he can go go hip-hop and show me up. Yeah. Uh, I did a lot better than you did doing uh, Regulators. Let's well, just say uh, look, that. Look, look, look. You mentioned being sauced is a requirement. I was blackout. Okay? There's a yes. difference between sauced and not knowing where <laughs> you are. Were. Yeah, it's exactly. I, I had forgot what song I was singing when I when I tried to sing uh, Warren G. Regulate. Because I, I had picked an hour or two before, and uh, right. Ryan knows, Ryan, Yeah. And, and so we I walked up to there. Ryan. Yeah, we and, and I walked there. up and I go... And they go, all right, come up. And uh, someone comes up and they go, Tyler, you're you're uh, you're coming up next. And I go, really? What song am I singing? <laughs> it's like, dude, you're singing regularly. Wake up, you're on, you're on next. All right, let's go. Yeah, yeah I mean, look, it's a dangerous yeah. game to play to to Very drink dangerous. and do karaoke, especially if you're not mm-hmm. someone that has any kind of singing ability like me. I can't I can't do any of that. But uh, either way, I had a good time in Dallas. It's been a while since we've done. Uh, a podcast where, of course, remote for this one. We're not in the uh, in the Woos Media studio. Um, and, mm. you know, as per the offseason, we don't have like a ton of, you know, we have a good show. We've got some content. I know Tyler brought some stuff. We're going to talk about a few subjects. Um, but, you know, this is somewhat of a, a dead period in college football. There has been some news, and we'll go over that. But, you know, I am curious to, to kind of get your guys' take on the Super Bowl, which we did. We had the Super Bowl. Um how did it go? Because I'm look. I know Tyler. I'm sure you were betting on it, being that you're a professional gambler. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Um, did it go the way that you thought? Were you betting the Chiefs? Because my guess is that you were probably on the Chiefs against the spread. Uh, I was on the Chiefs, and what's funny is my total record this Super Bowl was. Pro- I probably had about. 25 30 bets out there or so oh, wow. given everything like that I bet sure. uh, bet on I probably because I make a lot of like that's the one day of the year I allow myself to be square so I make some oh, of yeah. these long you shot got, bets yeah so I make some long shot tails. bets exactly yep. yeah, yeah all that stuff so I ended up going honestly about probably if I made 30 bets probably 7 and 23 right with all the long <laughs> shot bets stuff like that but it was profitable one because my us. bigger my bigger one bets were on. Uh, <laughs> but uh, it was profitable. My bigger bets were on Kansas City, you know. But it, that's the way it was. Like like Kansas City was twenty five times the bets of everything else. You know, I was betting like you know ten dollars on the coin toss, and I lost that. I had heads, uh, like st- you know certain things like that. So um, 
overall, I had a lot of fun. It was a great game. But you know I go to Vegas every year for the Super Bowl. And so uh, uh, I ended up making all my bets digitally, which is great. Because what happened before, the one time I went to Vegas and I made a ton of money, it was the Patriots and the Rams. Like that that low-scoring one, I hit all my bets, right? The under, the un- no, no, this will happen. The under for all the players. I made like 1200 bucks, And immediately went and cashed all my tickets, okay? And then immediately after that, went to New York, New York, and lost it all playing blackjack. <laughs> and it went right back to Vegas, just Classic. how they planned. Yep, exactly. And you know what? It's okay if it's like... That's what Vegas is for. You know what? It is, it's what Vegas is for. You give that back and you want it. If I wouldn't have gone to the ATM right after that and dug back for more, you know, that's the problem right there. So were lessons learned along the way? Well, sure, you could say that. Do we bet digitally now? Of course we do to save ourselves from those drunken mistakes. And I'd like to say it was a nice, profitable year for that uh, very reason. So. That's good. That's yeah. good. Yeah, I, yeah. I, I, you know, we're telling uh, stories. We're telling, that. we're telling stories about everything right now. Why not? Uh, you know. Tell the tell the best and the worst. You know? I laid down a couple of bets on the Super Bowl. I went pretty pretty uh, mild this this year, but um, the one that killed me was um, I had a couple bets that needed uh, Devonte Smith to score. So when he caught that wide open pass, but was off balance and went out at the one yard line, mm-hmm. that one cost me pretty bad. Um, I had one that yeah. I- included in that one that needed. Uh, Jalen Hurts to throw for two touchdowns as well, and that would have so that one would have hit on hit me on like three bets, and so uh, that that one was was torturous because I, the whole time I was like I just need Jalen Hurts to throw a touchdown to Devontae Smith right now, and then he throws it, he's wide open, and I was already celebrating while the ball was midair, yeah. and then he catches it and goes out at the one, and and that was soul crushing for me, but. Um, yeah. It is just sad that we're we're now in a lack of football. Except of football. I got I got to say one more bet, one more tough bet that was hard for me. So okay. I did have like like five to win like three fifty on the first score being between uh, t- ten minutes thirty seconds and exactly ten minutes <laughs> in the first quarter, and they scored with ten minutes and like two seconds to go, and I was celebrating. <laughs> oh, no. But that's the touchdown they called back because he was down at like the inch yard line. Oh no! And then Jalen Hurts ended up scoring with like four minutes and like uh, fifty-eight seconds left, so I ended up losing that bet by like two seconds. I was that's horrible. I know. I know. It was tough. That's horrible. So. Yeah, the only ones that are worse are when you have like a uh, like a first quarter bet. Like let's say you're betting against the spread in the first quarter and. They get the ball down to like the one yard line, but because time doesn't matter, going from the first to the second, they just let the time oh, tick off no, I and then more. score on like the first more. play of the second I quarter. Like those ones I always kill me. One, Will this one? I had over a half field goals in the first quarter, and he doinks it off the everything. <laughs> I, I was like talking everything into existence, exactly how it needed to happen. It's like okay, turnover. All right, run this ball fourth down. Okay, perfect. Punt the ball here. All right, but get it into the scoring position. Everything went exactly how it needed to. And they kick a field goal with like a minute and a half left, and it doinks off. I was like, "You got to be kidding me!" This is the way. This is the way of gambling. Uh, mm-hmm. By the way, Smitty, is is Tyler's audio a little grainy for you too? Is he like cutting in and out? Yeah, a little bit. Okay, it's, it, it, it's probably just the uh, internet. My internet. Yeah, um, I just didn't know if there was if you were uh, if you could if you could inch closer to the modem. Uh, I I just figured I'd make sure it wasn't just me. But anyways, no, uh, um, so it, it's happening okay. with all of it's us. To bad. be honest, it, it yeah yeah. But it should be it should patch it together given the software we're using at the end. So we'll the see. interwebs. Uh, Al Gore will get working on it and, and it'll be fixed here in just a moment. Exactly. Um, 
Yeah, I mean, look, it sucks that we're without football. We do technically, I guess, have the USFL coming back. The USFL and XFL and the yeah. XFL. So the USFL draft is happening the other day. I was not paying attention to that. But you're right. The XFL, I think, starts here soon, right? Yeah, uh, it started last weekend, and actually, the games were really good. It already started, and I haven't even, and I missed it. That's how big it is. Yeah. So, and then they got like a Thursday, Saturday, Sunday lineup this week. It's only eight teams, so um, you don't get a, you don't get a lot of action. But it's when it's you don't football. have football. Yeah, it's nice. Is there a nice betting market for the XFL, Tyler? Yeah, some people that I know are like cleaning up on it. Like I don't bet it very much, but some people are. It like seems it's, like it's it would be not not Pretty so sharp markets. of a market. Yeah, exactly. Pretty soft. Interesting. Okay. Yeah. Well, like I said, I mean, look, it's it's a bummer I'm that, Al- I'm, that sorry, uh, I'm having Allie bring me a that- tums. We're recording from oh, home tums. in the office. Yeah, I got a little thing you got going indigestion, on. Here. A little heartburn going yeah, on. Yeah. A little tummy ache. A little bit. <laughs> That's right, cool. Right I live on Tums. Mostly, Tums, so. Tums Man, are, we're getting old, aren't we? I'm a pre Tums guy. I like to throw a pre Tums down before sure. I eat a meal that I know is going to hurt me. So I'm a pre Pepsid guy. I'm actually going to go ahead and. Uh, oh, you're pre Pepsid. Okay, okay. That you're right. Yeah, the Pepsid is like the. to work, but last longer. But they're Ryan not as delicious as the I'm going to take, uh, take my pants <laughs> off, the by tums. the way. Will's in it for the taste. Does Howard say he's taking his pants off? Uh, you guys know how I like to rock the sweatpants under the jeans? <laughs> well, on well, cold weather days, yes. So I got sweatpants And I know it is snowing here. Yeah, uh, it's snowing right now in Colorado. All right. Hey, thank you. I got the Tums delivered. Incredible. Wow. Speaking shout of, out, speaking of the Tums, you know why I may need this right now? I, I have something to bring up with you because I take your word for it, Will, because I don't eat that much fast food. Occasionally I do. Usually it's on Tuesdays or Wednesdays when we record during the season because we're running around. But uh, mm-hmm. I, I had uh, uh, fast food today, and I okay. went to a place for lunch, and I've got a, ver- a new uh, delicious thing that is, I think, super underrated in 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 media, in, in in on Twitter. Between you, actually, I don't know Ryan's thoughts on this, but will I know you uh, have criticized this chain unfairly before? Total unfair after this, and I think it's just because you're you're stuck on something from like the past, but. Um, I had a Whopper today, and I had a Whopper with cheese. Um, I, I thought it was delicious. I thought it was because here's why: I was a good actually, burger. Uh, it was it was really good. I, I I had some YouTube's playing in the background during work this morning, and one came on where Bert Kreischer was talking about uh, his his favorite burgers, and he put the Whopper at number two, and I was like, this this guy's crazy. And they they kept talking about Burger King and the Whopper, and it got me wanting one, and I'm so glad it happened. I'm glad I made that decision. I'm going to make that decision more in the future. The fries were actually pretty good. I got a Dr. Pepper with it. So the Whopper and Burger King deserves to be talked about much higher than it usually is. That's my, so my thing. So their fries are good. I'll give you that. Um, here's my thing with Burger King is that – You're a hater. <laughs> I, well, I am a hater, but I think it's for good reason. I feel like A – they haven't done a great job of branding. Like, like I think that the association with now, what I'll do here is I'll take a self dig. This is at me because, as you guys know, I'm an Android person. I have an Android phone, so even though I know for a fact that like Androids are just as good, or some people would say better than iPhones, mm-hmm. there's a there's really good marketing that Apple has done to make Android seem shitty with the green bubbles, right? No, 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 and no, that's no, how no. I see, feel see that- like. That's, that's not how true. I feel like I used to have an Android for my work. They gave me one part time, and I totally disagree. I used it, and, and I got to know all the different features. This right. is when I worked at but AMT. That's, 
and and I got to it, it was horrible. It was it was terrible. I would never recommend it. iPhone is so much easier, so much better, so much more convenient for like the average phone person like me. Like if you're not a hipster like Will, want all the little features. Like it's so it's so great. <laughs> yeah, no, I it's, love it. it's better it's if great. not for just the features. Am I no, right? No, all the little um, nerd stuff. They they all the little widgets and all this nonsense. It's like, <laughs> dude, it's it's Apple makes it so simple to do anything you want to do on a phone. Right. And for recording, I've done podcasts on there. No, no, hands down, the iPhone's the way to go. And look okay, at Will spreading his propaganda. The whole point is that, again, it's oh, easier. Really, it's, 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 uh, it's, a, it's really Apple. It's a perfect example. All of you. This is the exact same thing with Burger King, is that there's more McDonald's. They're more readily accessible. It's easier to find a McDonald's than it is to find a Burger King. Just like you're saying, it's more simple and easy to hey, use an more iPhone of it doesn't than make an Android. It better. More of it doesn't make it better. And I don't generally trust people. Like, if we're going to say in and outs the best because it has the longest line, it's like, whoa, are we really putting our faith in everyone else Where around Where is us? that Look coming many, from? Look how Who many said idiots that? we're surrounded by. I'm just saying that's the general consensus of how we're looking at things. That's sure what you're saying. Because there's more whatever there is McDonald's, it's better. That's not, that doesn't make it better. No, that's not what I'm I'm saying I was using that as a as a uh, you think the iPhone is simpler so I'm just saying yeah it's 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 I didn't say McDonald's it's simpler. simpler I said it's easier to understand for the average person wow. oh my gosh I'm sorry I brought up this fucking analogy then my whole point on Burger King Tyler <laughs> Jesus <different>. is <laughs> is that Burger King is uh, they, their oh, well. their branding is not as good they don't have no one thinks of Burger King as being like on the same level as McDonald's and I'm not even saying that's a fair assessment right? I'm just saying the, the branding is not Will. as good. And yeah, you're right. I haven't had Burger King in a while and Will. I, and generally I didn't enjoy it, but it's still to me, like it's, I, I view it as, as, as lower, as less okay. than. Well, I, I'm again going to push back because if you're going to talk about branding, I know you are. if you're going to talk about branding, what's the one fast food joint that we couldn't stop talking about their commercials for the last month of the season? Whopper, BK. Whopper, double, Not because it was triple. good, though. I it's because it was a horrible hey, that's, commercial. It works. Any, 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 uh, what is this? Any press is good press? So you're talking that's about the true. branding. They at least, they permeated our show for like four weeks. That's branding. Worked for you. Well, that's I branding. haven't had a Whopper because of it. <laughs> the <laughs> thing with Burger and I enjoyed King. it. I loved it. It was a great experience. The thing with Burger King is you can have it your way, dude. You can. They yeah, never get the order wrong. You they definitely like write can. it right there on the thing. Oh yeah, they're they're amazing. Everyone that works at Burger King is a fucking road scholar. Um, yeah, I mean, look, I, I'm glad that you enjoyed a Whopper. Maybe I'll consider it in my fast yeah. food rotation, which is not very strong. The FFR, I, your FFR. I don't even know where the nearest Burger King to me is. That's not a joke. I, I actually don't know because Go back, they're. Back. There you go. Okay, is is there one over there? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I mean, look. I, again, it's because like it's when it's so far out of mind. Like I'm, I'm not even sure I see it when I drive by. You know what I mean? Because I don't consider it. Well. So I think your Burger King. I'm happy that the Burger horrible Kingist. Whopper commercial got into your head, Tyler. But it I didn't work too. for me. I, I it got, was delicious. I'm very happy. I'm gonna guess that I that it's not as delicious for me. That's all. Oh, because you're refined. <laughs> I forgot. No, I like fast food. I'm not saying I'm refined. I just don't think that I remembered Burger King being being very good. But look, I'm willing to give it a shot. I ate a fucking I had three bites of a McRib thanks to you, and and that was still <laughs> disgusting. <laughs> uh, I thought that was pretty good too. But uh, I, I'm a fan of the Whopper, and it may belong on my top five of sandwiches. All right, now uh, I I do want to figure this out because I think I've discovered the one fast food question that you can ask anyone to figure out what kind of person they are, okay? And it comes down to this. If you go to Carl's Jr. or Hardee's, do you order the $5 burger or do you order the Double Western? Like, where do you, who are you? 
I haven't been to a Carl's Jr. or a Hardee's, and I I don't remember, so I don't even know the difference between those two burgers. The, all right, the 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 double western is uh, two patties, uh, three pieces of cheese, onion rings, barbecue sauce. The five dollar burger. Let me get all the uh, ingredients here, just to not miss anything. <laughs> I feel like it was probably named the five dollar burger back when burgers. What did we used to call it? The five dollar burger for four ninety five. Now it should be called like the seven dollar burger because every burger is five dollars. All right, and let's Carl see. Junior's pricey, dude. Uh, but this, why again? Like I don't think Carl. I, they I even raised Carl it Jr. to the, they raised it to the six dollar burger. <laughs> Bastards! Inflation. It's getting all of us. There was uh, the pandemic. Yeah, right? that's right. <laughs> All right, uh, the $6 is dead. Well, I don't know how we're going to clump me into one category here because I don't know, so. Oh, here it is. All right, third pound beef stacked on top of uh, red onion, lettuce, tomato, sweet uh, special sauce, pickles, and cheese. I mean, I guess if I just, based off of what I just heard, they sound similar, but I guess I'd go with the double Western. Also, we're, we just live out okay. west, so it just the name sounds better, the double Western. Okay. Well, there you go. That pretty much does it with that. You guys. So, yeah. so then, what categories put me into? I don't get it. Well, I, I, I that's we don't really hit the e break on that one. <laughs> yeah, we did because I, 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 I thought I. You wanted up me to get the five dollar burger, didn't you? <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. This wasn't some kind of setup. It was. Uh, uh, so here's the difference: is I would, I would uh, answer the same. Your five dollar burger is going to be your fancy. Okay, that that's your that's your snooty, a little high class. Now, nothing wrong with a $5 burger. It's just a little fancier, a little more by the book. The the double Western is your Big Ten football guy, right? Your your double Western is you're going to go for it. You're going, you know, all you're, you're probably just going to unwrap it. Like, here's the difference, too. The $5 burger person probably unwraps half the burger and eats with, like, the wrapping on the burger. The double Western guy takes the whole thing off, just goes for it. So mm. double Western's big t- Big Ten football. The $5 burger is the Pac-12. Well, Pretty I am much. a big a Big Ten football guy, and yeah, that actually yeah. will be a perfect transition. I am too Tyler, when I go to Carl's Jr. into yeah. our college football talk. Of which, I mean, look, this is college football tailgate. We do need to talk about football, not just five dollar burgers. At some point, <laughs> spent now that I got, I got Will worked up on phones, burgers. I already got Will I, I got, hot. I got, it's I got the you season. worked up. If, if we're did, really talking, you here. did. I, I got going a little bit. There. <laughs> I got going. Um, there, there's not a ton of college football news, but there were there hey, was, we got some stuff though. We got some stuff. We have some stuff, but there's two big pieces of, of college football news actually, which came out recently, which are important. Um, the first one being. Uh, this was kind of smaller, but to me, it, it, it's funny. It's that there's reports that Apple TV is emerging as a possible landing spot for, for Pac-12 God, uh, as far that. as TV goes, which is, is hilarious and so dumb, and nothing could be more Pac-12 than to say, we're going to stream our games on the least popular streaming network of all of them. Right. Yeah, not a big fan at all. As a... As a, as a Die hard of the CU buffs, like that would suck for the games to be on Apple Plus. So hard to watch. I'm sure the announcers would just be terrible. I'm growing. Right. I don't know about you guys, but I think that the pool of play-by-play people, like if I would have stayed in that route of my career in a play-by-play, I would have been doing games in no time. These people suck. I don't know what you guys think. They're they're getting worse and worse in my opinion. Apple yeah, Plus, they are getting worse and worse. I can't imagine what they're gonna have. So uh, I, I don't want this to happen. I hope that. They figure it out, but they would be very Pac-12 of them to to do something like that. It's just like the the it, it's just more evidence that the Pac-12 is dying and doesn't know what the hell they're doing. And there's also reports coming out that 
San Diego State might be joining soon, which again, I get it. They got to bring in more teams, but um, to be like, hey, we're gonna we're gonna put our games on Apple Plus. Like, you're the the whole point of trying to increase the Pac-12 is to get more national reach, and that's not gonna do any of that. It's just gonna be like, hey, we're gonna get we're gonna get some Ted Lasso fans to be you know uh, be Pac-12 Network fans, which is you know I I just don't think it's a smart move, and nothing could be more Pac-12 than than that move. Um, speaking of the Pac-12, uh, USC and UCLA approved and set to join uh, the Big Ten starting uh, 2024. So they, this will be Dude, their last year in the, big, in the Pac-12. Same goes for you don't like Oklahoma. the Pac-12. Yeah, you don't like the get Pac-12. Out. You can get out. Uh, <laughs> Oklahoma and Texas uh, approved and finalized their move to the SEC again starting in 2024. So this next year, this 2023 year, is going to be the last year of kind of what we have have known as like normalcy as far as some of these conference alignments going. And so it will be one to cherish watching some of these, you know, Pac-12 rivalries remaining the same, Big 12 rivalries remaining the same until a lot of these moves are made. You know I'm sour on the whole, on that whole thing because CU lost Nebraska long ago. They don't even play Colorado State anymore. So I'm sour right. on all that. I don't even care anymore. You know what? It's, it's going to be awesome too. It's going to make it more realistic for when NCAA comes out next year. And and we're mixing up all the conferences. It's gonna be like, hey, this is what happens in real life anyway. So it's, it's, it's gonna it's gonna make sense when Colorado joins the SEC and dominates for you know ten years in that one. So I Wonderful. can't wait for that to happen. I can't wait. It's it, we're looking at that. what it, it was gonna come out in June this year. So June of next year, I'd assume. It's a good thing that one of our upcoming segments is about uh, potentially uh, overrated teams going into 2023. But we'll save that for, for when the subject comes up, Tyler. I got the my last top five. Piece, I got my top the last, five. Well, wait, wait. The, the last piece of, uh, of college football news, again, is um, – and this one actually is big and will affect all the games – is that apparently you've got the execs for college football. You know, They're floating a rule change in order to shorten games. So apparently – they see that there's an issue with a lot of these games lasting too long, and you have the powers that, that, that be uh, for college football. They're looking to shorten them, and they've come up with four rule changes that are to shorten the length and, you know, air quote, reduce uh, plays for, for safety purposes, right? A couple of these rule changes are not a big deal, but a couple of them are, are, are pretty big, so I'll go through them. There's four so, here. So, hey, Will, before you go through the rule changes, yeah. uh, or, or, I want to get your thoughts on, like, if this needs to be changed, because that that's been like what a lot of people have really been debating. It's like, does it need to be shortened? And it seems like people are really strong about this. Either it's like I hear people say, "Who gives a shit? This is entertainment. It's fun. I've never right. wanted a an, an overtime game to just like end." And then there's the opinion of it's way too long to spend that much time. You know, one, one o'clock to four o'clock. You know, on a Saturday at a game or watching a game. Right. So yeah, I mean, look, I think it kind of goes both ways. Like, yes. For for nut jobs like me who just want to watch as much college football as possible, I don't think the games are too long. I think there's way better ways to shorten them too, by the way, which I'll get into when we break down these rules. But if you're at a game, yeah, like all the TV breaks, like it being that, that it's a long thing to go sit through a college football game. And even though like NFL games are a little bit shorter, to me the big thing that the advantage the NFL has is that their games hit the mark on scheduling a lot better. Like the, the annoying part about college is when you're ready to watch a game and the previous game is still going and now and it goes like 45 minutes or an hour late 
even though it's not even going to overtime. Right. And you're scrambling to find like ESPN News Network in order to watch the one that's supposed to be playing then. Even if sometimes the game before isn't even an important one. It's like a crappy blowout game, but because of how they the network rights work, they still have to play the end of that one before they can move on to like the big matchup. So I think that's like there will be advantages to this if they do shorten them, but personally, no, I don't think they're too long. Um, but you know, look, a couple. Of, I'll go through the rules. A couple of yeah. these are fine. So the first one would be outlawing consecutive timeouts, right? So the, this one's the, fine. Get ready. The main idea is to prevent uh, you know teams icing kickers, and again, just taking more and more time. So no consecutive timeouts. I don't think anyone's going to have a big problem with that, right? Um, number two would be not extending the first or third quarters for an untimed down if if the quarter ends on a defensive penalty. Normally, if there's a defensive penalty in the last play, the first or the third quarter, they get an untimed down. And again, that's just adding time to the game. So in this case, the penalty would just occur starting in the next quarter, right, for the, force, uh, for the end of the first and third. Again, not a big deal except for maybe some of those, if, you know, like uh, we talked about earlier NBD, with some of those right? bets. Don't the kids say NBD um, for that? What's that? Don't the kids say NBD? For NBD, that? yeah, no big deal. Yeah, it ain't, yeah, no, yeah. It ain't no thing. Oh, um, NBD, dog. No number cap. three. No uh, this is when we're getting into more of the NFL style of how they run the clock, right? So the running clock. So the way this rule would change is that the clock will continue to run after the offense gains a first down, except for inside the last two minutes of the half, right? So in the NFL, you don't get the, the clock does not stop when you get a first down. And in college, it stops every time. And so outside of the last two minutes of, you know, the, the, the second and fourth quarter, um, th- you know, basically this, the, the clock is not going to stop after a, a first down. Yeah. And this one is going to have the biggest effect for sure. But I'm okay, I think I'm okay with that one because it limits it to the last two minutes of the first and fourth. Because, again, the, ma- the huge advantage that college has with this rule, with the first down stopping the clock, is it allows for late-game comebacks, which are super exciting, which the NFL, it makes it a lot harder for a team to have 40 seconds in the ball and score a touchdown. But in college, that's a ton of time for an explosive offense. And so, again, keeping it that way in – the just the ends of the important halves. I'm I'm actually okay with this rule to be honest with you. Yeah, me too. I think it's gonna change the game greatly, and I love that. And it's it is gonna speed things up. It's gonna change it a little bit, but no, I love this rule change. I love it. The last one would be the most drastic. This this is not even an NFL thing. You're not seeing this anywhere else. But the clock will continue to run after an an incomplete pass once the ball has been spotted for a play. So. Again, this wouldn't. I don't. I don't know if this would ha- would occur in the last two minutes. But to me, that's stupid because in a late game or a comeback thing, if if you're running out of clock, being able to clock the ball right to to spike it or throw it out of bounds to stop the clock, an incomplete pass stopping the clock is a is a good thing. And so again, if it was outside of the last two minutes of each half, I think I'd be more okay with it. But this one sounds like something that changes football like inherently of what we know football to be like an incomplete pass stops the clock so i don't really get that one again these are just proposed like rumored rules so none of this is official but i think that these that one to me sounds the least appealing out of those four and and there's going to be a lot of people who hate these right so there's like i'm sure people who are like what the hell are you talking about why'd you like any of this stuff but i don't really mind like as much as the average person for this very reason i want to be clear about this 
uh, most people know I'm obviously a sports better, right? So I approach this from a different point of view. The more changes we can get in any game and the more like different outcomes that we can get over the course of the season is just going to help me. So the more like baseball is a good example, right? This year they're adding like bigger bases. They're taking away the shift. A lot of things that's really going to impact the game. I love that because I'm going to have a head start for months on all these different prices, whether it's over-unders or player props. That, that the market's going to wait to catch up with and they're, they're going to be late to catch up to. So with this, I feel like I'm going to have an edge if there's certain things that the market's going to catch up to, whether it's over-unders, less scoring. Of course, there's going to be less scoring, right? We can all agree on that. But the question is, how much less scoring? And if they don't adjust enough points, this market's going to get destroyed in over-unders for about you know six to eight weeks until it adjusts it and corrects. So I personally want these changes to happen because... I selfishly kind of want these easier paths to make bets during the season. But in terms of actual football, I totally get what you're saying. Like, incomplete passes now, the clock's running. Like, it, it, you're right. It changes the entire offensive approach for a lot of teams in football if these get approved. So I, I understand what you're saying from that point. Yeah, and the other thing, too, like, if they have a focus here on, like, player safety, I would think that that having the clock run after an incomplete pass – is not good for that because especially it, that, that, in that's late such game an interesting point like because you're gonna have players more exhausted like sometimes an incomplete pass in like a late game situation like actually allows those guys to take a minute and catch their breath call a play now if you have an incomplete pass you're gonna have guys running back to the line of scrimmage to try to get there you know what i mean like it's an interesting way to do it again this would all kind of hinge on that uh last two minutes of of the first and second half for me yeah. I, I wouldn't be so upset by it if as long as they keep it again outside of the the last the ends of each half but like i i don't love that they're making they're they're suggesting so many and i know you and i see this differently tyler like you said but like to me like none of these rules are even as big as like when they change the overtime rules which i think is is the dumbest thing that they've done in a long time and so yeah. i'm not huge on rule changes but it, to me it's going to depend on how it plays out and and the outcomes that it does have on games. You know what I mean? Right. All right. So let's all vote. Let's do the uh, college football tailgate democracy here. Uh, yay oh, yeah. or yay or nay to all four rule changes. So yay or nay, uh, prohibiting consecutive timeouts. I'll go first. Yay. Yay. Ryan. Yay. All right. Unanimous. Number two. Uh, no longer extending a first or third quarter for an untimed down if the quarter ends on a defensive penalty. Uh, yay. Why not? Big Will? Time, yay. Will says yay. Yeah, I'm there. Consecutive. Yay. All right. In a third proposal, the clock will continue to run after an offense gains a first down except inside of a two minutes in the first half. I'm going to say yay. I, I'll i say yay, too, again. The, having the, the right. two minutes included it's in democracy. there, I, I'm cool with. Ryan? Uh, yeah, I'll go yay. Look at I that. Mean, We're I, making I things happen. I don't, I don't think it really changes anything that, that right. much. And then finally, the clock will continue to run after an incomplete pass once the ball is spotted. I'm going to say yay. Let's go. Change it up. I'm, I like yay as well. Uh, see, I would go nay wow. on this one unless Ryan's it has the two-minute caveat. You know why Ryan's really, into it, though? Ryan's into it because he's seen so much bad Colorado football lately. He's just like, get this game's over with. Get this over with. Let's run this <laughs> clock. That is also true, but I'd also like to, t just to say, like, with all these changes, like, I don't know if you guys have any idea of, of, of what's what's the issue with just making the same rules between college and pros? 
I mean, yeah. I, don't know. I think they just want to. These kids are pros. I see. I'm cool with like some differences, like for instance, like the one foot versus two, because yeah, I mean, some of them are pros, but in college, like it does just make for for more exciting opportunities if you only need one foot in to for it to be a catch. With okay, like, I'll kind of give you that one. With like clock stuff, like I guess I'd be fine with starting with, the clock. The, 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 with the, having the, those the be the clock. same, I, I I'd be cool with that. Here, I guess I look at it from a different point of view. I go, why do they have to be the same sport? I like them being a little bit different. I like all the nuances okay. and differences. And here's why: college football gives gives leeway for so much more as it should. Look at Air Force's offense. Look at what what the yep. run and shoot can do over at uh, San Diego State. And, and, and RIP Mike Leach, I'm not sure what Mississippi State's going to look like this year, but I hope someone takes over that 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 the air raid baton as the air raid person. You know, I really want that. But that's what I love about college football is those differences that you get all the time. So I actually like that it's different a little bit. And that's where it's going to hurt is those offenses that – or maybe it's going to help. I'm not really sure. Like I have to do a deep dive. We'll talk about later in the show. Uh, you know h- how that may go about in- influencing these games, but I think it's just going to. Sure. I-, I like the differences between college and and, and pro. Well, well, and, and my other thought too, and I'll kind of will mention it a little bit earlier, is they're suggesting these rule changes, but as a fan, they didn't address overtime, which is the biggest rule change I want to see. Right, or just go back to what it was, or what I like. What I, I I agree. And by the way, like the whole, and again, I, I this argument is moot because we moot. all get it. It's I love a, that word, moot. It's a very it, good the, word. The, this argument I'm about to make is in fact moot. I'm glad the tower likes my my vocabulary here. <laughs> sounds like a dog's name. Moot. Come here, moot. Come here, moot. Sounds like a <laughs> sounds like a bodily function. Moot. <laughs> it does sound like a bodily function. Um, but this this argument is dumb, and I get why. But it's annoying that, like, like you don't want to know what is the most annoying thing as a fan or a person at a game. Is yes, that, someone really loud behind you that won't shut up. No, even watching on TV. I'm saying, like, from a, a, a length, oh, okay. like, game is too long okay. standpoint. They score a touchdown. They, take a t- uh, they kick the extra point. They take a TV timeout. Then they kick off and they take another long tv timeout it's like oh, if you want to yeah, shorten the length of the yeah. game how about Get let's not have six minutes of commercial after Will, every single score now we're digging right. into ad revenue right but that's <laughs> what i'm saying i know it's for money so that this is never going to happen but if you want to shorten the length how about not three minutes of commercials right after they score and then they do one play that takes eight seconds right. if that the kickoff which no one even returns anymore because they changed that rule to go I straight agree. to another commercial break like that's you know that those are the rules that as that every fan would rather change hey, as opposed I to yay. I vote yay yay there, there we go uh, by the way the tums the tums worked the tums seems to be doing its job so the tums are working shout yeah. out tums big time sponsor <laughs> of the show um, Mr. Mr. Tum the guy who who uh, invented it he, he's another Todd fan Tum. Yeah. Yep. Todd Tum. well Mr. Todd Tum. Tum Mr. Tum was my father <laughs> but yes that's uh... <laughs> um, and then the last thing here now Tyler sent this over. I didn't Uh-oh. actually look and see. You sent a tweet from that that Paul Feinbaum no, wrote. No, no. So so here Paul Feinbaum is the king of he's like the Magic Johnson of college football tweets. He's the king of hey, what's your favorite college football jersey? Right. 
What's the best? He's also the king of campus? hot take bullshit. But yeah, yes. but not on Twitter. He doesn't know how to use Twitter. Right. He's just fumbling right. his way through Twitter. So he goes, "Who's the most overrated team going into 2023?" That's it. He just puts it up there and lets us all fight. So I just thought I'd take the the fine bomb tweet and launch it off to a tailgate segment. So I have my top five most overrated teams going, going into, into next, next season. Year. All right, number five. I hate to say it, but I'm staking home Colorado Buffaloes, and here's the reason why. I'm proud of you. I'm proud th- of you think, for putting this on the list. I think that C. Well, I have to I be. Agree. I got to be real for the fans. I got to be real. So I think that CU is going to be good in a couple years, and I think that Dion is going to have this team on a fast track. But mm-hmm. let's be honest here. No, no team in college football goes in and competes at the level that Dion's saying is going to the, the first year. Alabama's first year at Alabama went, I think, six and six. They actually played Colorado. In the what was it, Independence Bowl in two thousand eight, something like yeah, that. Yeah. So, so that I mean, to think that Dion's going to come in now. Here's why I think it's different. And here's why I'm taking the over three and a half wins in the market. D, this entire program and team is going to look. I mean, we're talking about ninety six percent different coaching staff, uh, everything down to the the the, the, the towel people. Sure. To the, to the managers, to the people on the sideline. There's going to be celebrities there. Every player, except for like a couple who are the elite players, quote-unquote, last year are going to be around. You know, it's going to right. be a, a, a totally new team. Most people are looking at CU and saying, what do most teams do when they get a rehaul? But most teams don't go through a 96% rehaul. Most teams right. go through like a 50 to 60%. So I think CU will be better than people think, but look at their schedule. They opened with TCU. They've got Nebraska. Like this right. is not an easy schedule. And that's not what year, you're saying so. too. Like we, they can be improved and and actually right. uh, go past market expectations, but still be overrated in like the public eye and how people exactly. are talking about. And them. that's what this list is about: the overrated yeah. teams right now in the in the public view, in the public point of view. And we'll talk about the actual ratings here in a second. But that's what this list is: overrated. So CU, I expect them to make a bowl next year, but that's probably where. The the expectation should be. Uh, number four, I'm going to go TCU here. I think that Max Duggan uh, had a lot to do with their success. Him leaving, obviously, uh, is going to be a big drop-off. Sonny Dykes has proven what he is. This is not some new coach. We know what Sonny Dykes is. I think he's a very, very good coach, right? I'd put him in that top, second-tier, not top, but second-tier, third-tier of you know echelon of coaches. But TCU's going to have a drop-off. They're going to have a substantial drop-off in the Big 12, from right now, what I'm seeing, they're getting good. They're getting good all around TCU. I'm not sure they're going to be able to repeat, at least with TCU fans, the public, or their number two ranking currently suggests. So TCU number four. Number three, I have to put the proverbial Texas in there, right? Because the horns are going to remain down until uh, something happens and, and I get excited to, to turn that around. So really no other reason than prove it to me, Sark. Texas number three, way too high, yep. way too high in the hype. Number two, Kind of for the same reason, but Notre Dame. And and they've lost a couple important pieces to the transfer portal. I don't like the quarterback situation. Don't like the assistant coach situation. And Will, you know this from last year. I'm skeptical still with Marcus Freeman, right? I still don't know he can do what a lot of people think he's capable of at Notre Dame. So I'm going to put them number two in my uh, overrated rank. He's going into 2023. And then number one, Cincinnati. Cincinnati Mm. is going to have a rocky season, if not a couple seasons. Uh, Will, they're joining the Big 12 this year, right? That's this season. They go in with Houston and uh, a couple um, of teams. I believe it is I this season because I saw Dana Holgerson. I think so because the AAC is bringing in new teams as well. So, yes, yeah. I think so. This is not a good year for them to do that. They lose Luke Fickle. 
they subsequently, as you guys see this, have lost three coaches to what they're deeming the new coach portal, where yep. coaches are yanking. Go- so they're the, the coach right now in D1 football to lose the most on the staff. They've lost some huge pieces, both to the draft from last year, because they had a, a pretty good team last year, and then transfers, right? They're not getting the same freshmen to come in, the same transfers that would naturally be going there to play for Fickle. We're looking at a combination here where the over-under in the market I still think is way overinflated. The average Cincinnati fan is, you look at Twitter, oh boy, and no one's talking about this, right? The, the Paul Feinbaum tweet, people say Notre Dame, people say Texas, no one's saying Cincinnati. And right now, yep. I w- I'm hammering the under next season. I'm looking for every reason to bet against them. This is not a good spot for Cincinnati. So they're number one in my overrated list. So what do you guys think? And then did I miss anyone? I I think it's a solid list. I wouldn't have, even though like I generally agree with your with kind of the we still haven't seen on Marcus Freeman. The the thing that actually is giving me reason to believe in the Notre Dame hype for next year is the transfer of Sam Hartman. Like I think they were they turned into a pretty solid team last year, and that was without a really nice quarterback, and now they're bringing in like maybe a top five quarterback in college football and Sam Hartman, which makes them really dangerous. Now again, I don't know if if Marcus Freeman is like a true big time coach or if he's a big game coach, but I think when you bring in that kind of talent and and include it with oh a team God. that I Will, can I interrupt you? Can I interrupt yeah. you real quick? I just thought of something. My brain's going right now. So <laughs> big time coach. You know how I like my acronyms? Yep. What's the acronym for big time coach? BTC. Yeah. What's the acronym for Bitcoin? Bitcoin. Whoa. So how do we do that? To the how moon? Do we, how do we mix that? To, let, let, let's think of that about that for next show, okay? Let's come let's up with a new Let's create a big time coin. Big time coach coin. Uh, oh and then we'll God. pump big and dump it. We'll do a coin. pump and dump. <laughs> okay. We'll work on it. Anyway, I just want to... It always comes, I, to, I it always comes back to pump it or dump it, it. It always comes back to pumping and dumping with the... Uh, uh, cow- what was the cowboy, Ryan? The Indiana cowboy? The Atomic Cowboy. The Atomic Cowboy. Yes, okay. The Atomic Cowboy. I thought you said the Indiana Cowboy. I did at first. I was thinking. I I don't know what he's talking about. Um, All right, so I I would remove Notre Dame from that list. I like that you put Colorado on that list, and I do it for the same reason. Again, I actually think they're going to be a much improved team. Can I tell you who I thought about putting on there? Who? LSU. But I kept going against it because I honestly don't know if they are overrated. They may be as good. Is I advertised. think they're, they're probably properly rated, and again, they yeah, can only, properly rated. That's what I even say. if they take like a step back and f- as far as like even their record goes, I think they're going to be a team that is improving. You know what I, I mean? And okay, so, now you, now USC, USC to me is going to be properly rated as well. I think they're going to yep. be good this year. Here's okay, no here's other no other would, Pac-12 team is, is highly rated. Yeah, who are you going to say? Well, I actually would include a Pac-12 team, and again, they're not going to be highly rated, but lot, I'm seeing a lot of way too early like in the top 25 and that's Oregon State now they had a great year last year and they bring in DJ Uyunglele from the transfer from Clemson but again it's a lot to just expect that he's going to come in and be great when I feel like he didn't do that well at Clemson and Oregon State is not a team that you parentally expect to be successful Uh, I think it's more likely um, I'm blanking on his name we're in mid-season form I like Um, him yeah or we're not we're in off season form, but yeah, he's a great coach. But again, Jonathan it, Smith, Jonathan Smith. So dude, he's like one of those nerds. He's like a little yeah, I but like it's him, still dude. Oregon State, and and to step out of that that being a smaller program to being like we're going to be a really good team every year takes a lot, and I want to see it before I start banking on it. So I would throw 
Oregon State in that list. Um, I'm going to throw another name out there. And again, this isn't that they're going to be bad, but I do think they're probably going to be overrated in a preseason poll. And that's Ohio State. They lose C.J. Stroud. They lose Jackson Smith and Jigba. They lose uh, Marvin Harrison. Like They have a lot of Wait, questions coming back. They lost back. Jackson Smith and Jigba? And oh, Jigba. Wow, all of them. And okay. Jigba. And Jigba might be the best of the bunch, if we're being <laughs> if we're being honest here. But like you lose CJ Stroud, they lose so much talent. Um, but bro, on the offense this is Ohio State. If there's one yeah, thing but, Ryan Day can And do, again, I'm not saying they're going to be a seven-win team, but P- I, I guarantee you they will be in a lot of preseason top three rankings, and I don't think I, – I, to me, it's too early to assume that for them uh, until we see more about you know what the quarterback situation with Kyle McCord is going to look like um, You know, uh, like because I think he's probably going to be the starter. So I would include them. Um, another team that I would include would be – um, shoot, I lost my tab. Hang on one second here. Oh, well, um, hey, he's a Frank Costanza. All right, so oh, well, you met, you I mentioned TCU. I think that's probably an accurate TCU is an accurate oh, TCU assumption. Is so as as, overhyped right now. They're going, they're going eight wins next year. I, I put it, yeah. at, I put it at eight and a half. Probably, although we'll see how the Big Twelve shakes out. But then again, it would be so. It is Texas, and even though I think. Texas is overdue for like their year, their breakout season, like Smitty said. I think that, I think that, I mean, they are, they've hit the under on their season win total, I think like 11 years in a row or something like that. So um, Texas has got to prove it. So those would be my teams it. right there. Boom. All right. So should we keep it on college football? But turn the chapter. I've got something kind of interesting to bring up. Turn was, the chapter. Yeah, turn the chapter. Turn the page. Oh, like Metallica, we turn the page. Let's turn the page to a new chapter. To a new um, chapter. Uh, do you want to hear some game of the year spreads? So, for, for those who don't know, game of the year spreads are the biggest games of the year. They come out early. So yep. certain sports books release these now in February for next season. We have early lines. Let me give you some of the juiciest ones. Let's start. Uh, off I can't with, wait with, to hear what Michigan Ohio State is. Let's start Cannot off with Michigan wait. Ohio State. The game. The game, and it's at in Michigan Ann Arbor, this year, by right? the way. Yeah, yep. in Ann Arbor. Uh, let, you guys just guess. Let, let's do like more of a rapid fire. Just guess. Michigan Ohio State in Ann Arbor. What do you guys think the line is right now? You I'm can going bet Michi- this too. You can Michigan minus one duel. and a half. Okay. I'm going Michigan minus four. Michigan minus one is Ooh. the spread. Uh, all right, Taking so we'll, all we'll make this a game. Will's up one nothing. Um, Will's Ohio State. We'll, we'll keep it on Ohio State. Ohio State at Notre Dame. Ooh, is that like week one? Oh, obviously it's early. Is it? I, I don't that's, have that's one of the first couple of weeks. I don't know. I'll go. Um, oh man, that'll be a great game. Oh, with Sam Hartman now. I'll take. Uh, I bet it's Ohio State minus two and a half. Ryan, uh, Ohio State uh, at Notre Dame. I was going to say it. I'll just go with my original pick. Let's go touchdown, Ohio State. Uh, Ryan is a whole lot closer. Ohio State minus eight and a half. Ooh. I yeah. think I might take Notre Dame on that. Uh, Let's go, wh- Irish. <laughs> Should we book that right now? Will's on his eye <laughs> A bedboard game. Let's go, Ryan. On. Ryan, you may get ready to make that sound right now. Will. A bet board game right now. I'm willing to. We're recording on the 22nd of February. Let's make it a bet board game. I'll take Notre Ohio Dame State. plus eight these and are, a half. By the way, these are all legitimate lines right now at FanDuel. You can bet these at FanDuel eight and a half. I'll take Ohio State minus eight and a half at Notre Dame. At Notre I Dame. Will, I will take Notre Dame plus eight and a half at home. Let's Ryan? go. Give me that. Give me that. Give me that home go. dog points. We, we got our first bet board, board game of the year. Incredible. Board. 
and Good statistically, God. statistically Generous. early on in the year, this should be when I'm hot. All right. <laughs> All right. Uh, so, God, I love that. We're wheeling and dealing already. Incredible. Right. Let's move we're gonna, on. We're going to work hard to remember that one. Uh, oh, no, no, no. We'll remember. We'll remember. Uh, we'll, we'll have auditing sift through this in yep. uh, August. Okay. Uh, ooh, I like this one. This is juicy. Alabama at LSU. Yeah, right. This, this is a good one. Alabama at LSU. I'm going to go... Man, LSU took them down at home as big-time underdogs. Oh, wait. Didn't they play in LSU this last year? Am I crazy? Are they going back-to-back back at LSU? They go back-to-back. I'm not entirely sure. Let me let me double check here. Yeah, double Thank check that because they play they played in Death Valley this year and it, and LSU won an overtime. Remember, remember how I was passed out in my couch, oh, drunk, I or, or on the bed in oh, Ohio and missed the end. Uh, oh, that's a, it is at Alabama. Look at Will. Look at that. Look at you me. You can't get anything. See, that's what I'm talking about. For 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 people who, uh, whenever I like tell uh, uh, talk about the show on my podcast, uh, Sports Betting Daily, I'm always like. Yeah, nice yeah, I'm beating Will on the bed board, but this dude knows everything about football, every player, every little detail. He's a nerd. He's a he's a goddamn nerd. That's right. Um, That's right. Anyway, he blows it in the fourth quarter. That's all. Right, all. So then, Al- yeah, it's Alabama. It's, Ab- it's Alabama. Alabama at home against LSU. I'll go Alabama minus eight. Ryan, uh, I'll go Alabama. I was gonna go. So- I'll go seven and a half. Eight, it was eight and a half. So that's a very good guess, but Will gets it. Uh, eight and a half. All right, let's do a couple more here. So Will's up 2 1. Um, we must ooh, have the Iron Bowl, right? Alabama. Yeah, but hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Hold this. Is a, this is a juicy one. Juicy. Alabama, Texas. This is in Alabama. Remember last year, yes. they lost 2019 on the road. <laughs> I remember I had COVID during that game. I'm watching from my bed going, oh, come on. Oh, come on. Let's go. Yeah, so yeah, sorry about that, Tyler. What's that? That's right. Smitty infected you. He passed no, it no, no, that, no. I got COVID uh, twice last year. Ryan infected me in December. Right oh, before I went that's to, right. right. Right before Ali and I went to Disneyland. The first um, one was Wuhan. Um, yeah, that was Wuhan. That was the, <laughs> that was on your trip to Wuhan. That, and then Smitty exactly. got you the second time. Uh, um, so uh, <laughs> I will go. All right. So Texas at Texas Alabama. Alabama. And Again, just like this you is going to be. This, this is, is going to be a large uh, Alabama two, line. September 9th, yeah. 23. I'll go Alabama minus. Man, see, but again, like there's going to be question marks and Texas is going to have some hype, but even still, I'll go Bama minus nine and a half. Okay. I'm even going even bigger than that. I'm going to go 14. Eight and a half. Ooh. Will's up 3-1. We'll do two more. We'll give Ryan uh, the right to come back and tie it up. Uh, we're going to go back to the Big Ten, Ohio State, Penn State. Now, let me look up where this is. That one will be in Happy Valley, I believe. No, it's in Sad Valley. Uh, Ohio State, Penn State is in... Sad Valley? Yep. It's at Ohio State. Oh, okay. It's in Columbus. So, okay. in Columbus, we're going to go uh, Will first, Ohio State hosting Penn Ohio State. Ohio State minus... 11. Right? I was going to go 10. Ohio State minus 8. 3 2. Uh, and then finally, let's get the juiciest one here. The Iron Bowl. That's the, we got to go on a big rivalry game, right? 
Or is that not a juicy spread? That, it's probably not, not a great no, spread. That, that's yeah, No, that's not a great one. That's not out. All right, should we go Florida State LSU week one, or should we go uh, USC Notre Dame rivalry at the end of the year? I like the Florida State LSU one, especially with yep. how that yep. game went. All right, Florida State LSU week one. Is this neutral? In in Baton Rouge. No, because they played at Florida State last year, didn't they? Uh, they did, yes. Oh, look okay. at that. So Dude, it's that was Death such a Valley. crazy game. LSU coming back late. That was a crazy game. All right, I'll go. And Florida State's a very hyped team going into next year, by the way, as well. So, but it's in Death yeah. Valley. Maybe so I'm overrated. I'm gonna go LSU minus two. Yeah, I, I think Florida State ended the year last year pretty strong, uh, especially in the bowl game. So I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go LSU. You know what? Let's go pick them. Ooh. You know what? Ryan ties it up to end the game. Florida State minus one. Wow. Which implies which again well, implies. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. For, I guess minus two, and wait. he gets he gets pick him. It's minus one. That's a tie. No, no, no. I meant tied the game. So he had three, and you had three. So right, but t- wait, wait, no. What what was the spread? A Florida State minus one. Right. So then we tied on that one because because we were both only one point off. Oh, okay. Will so wins. it's a push. So Will I wins. win three, push. three, ten, and one, or three, yeah. two, and one. Yeah. And by the way, USC Sorry, is minus Smitty. three at Notre Dame. Yeah. All right. Does anyone, does anyone no want to book that action? Doing, so. uh, Will, do you want to take? <laughs> yeah, if, you, uh, if you want to take that win, go ahead. Will, <laughs> Will uh, do you want to take this as a bedboard too? USC <laughs> is minus three at Notre Dame. I'll take USC right now on no, the. No, I take USC in that too. With okay. if if Caleb Williams is healthy, I'm taking USC okay. in that all day. Well, there we go. There you but go. But again, that, Notre Dame the, could be uh, a shocker headlines. next year. Boom. Is Incredible. that it for our college football talk? That's it. What do you got? Uh, you got you got something for us to wrap up the show? I do have something. So the Screen Actors Guild is coming up on the 26th. The SAG. And uh, you, you guys know I'm getting old. I'm starting to sag a little bit. Uh, it's, uh, it's, uh, I was wondering where to fit that joke in. <laughs> so it's uh, coming up the 26th. I think, the, what is that, Saturday or something like that this weekend? And I didn't realize how big of a deal these snooties in Hollywood take the Screen Actors Guild Awards. I guess it's like a, a thing. Oh, yeah, it's a big deal. They're all SAG uh, card holders. Yeah, in order to yeah, act, exactly. you have to have a SAG card. <laughs> so what I thought we'd do, first of all, is tell everyone that if you want to bet uh, baseball coming up, if you want to bet these futures we're talking about, if you want to bet any games, go to betus.com. Yep. Betus.com. And if you want to make some of these entertainment bets, which is... Uh, I mean, you can make bets on Succession, James Bond, Cobra Kai. Like, if you watch the shows, like Only Murders in the Building, Stranger Things, Ted Lasso, you can bet on what happens on those shows on BetUS. You can also bet on award shows like the Academy Awards or the Screen Actors Guild. So I've got one bet to give away. Um, I like Outstanding Ensemble in a Drama Series to be uh, Severance. That's eight to one. Outstanding un- ensemble. Ensemble in a drama series. Is that like severance. the ensemble of the cast, the or like the, ens- cast. So the whole the cast ensemble of like all their outfits? <laughs> it's the whole That's cast. That's where I was going. No, it's the whole cast together. They all win it. I'm going severance eight to one. But you can make all these bets on BetUS.com. Um, there's a lot of movies though this year that I haven't seen. I'm not really hip with the new movies. So what I thought I'd do is give you guys my biggest snubs of all time. Mm. Okay, so we're going back. We're going deep. These are my biggest Screen Actors Guild snubs of all time. I want to hear what you guys think. So okay. my, my biggest snub, we're going back to the very first, very first uh, 
SAG Awards ever. Martin Landau won Best Outsta- or Outstanding Performance by a Male Actor in a Leading Role for Bella in Ed Wood. Does anyone remember Ed Wood? Uh, none of the words that you even just said uh, rung a bell. Well, Norman Mar- you know Martin something Landau. and Ed you know Wood. And- no, Mar- I don't okay, know. So who- Martin Landau was Bella in the movie Ed Wood. Okay, that won Outstanding Performance by a Male Actor in a Leading Role in 1995. But who, who know- got snubbed? Do you want to know who got snubbed? I Samuel- do. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. 1995. I said it oh, already. Give me a hint. Is it? 1995. I bet it's good. Goodfellas. No, well, actually, 95. So they're doing 94 movies. So the movie was made in oh. 94. Since like the year before. Well, I got the snub I, I, was. I'll, I'll give you the snub. Okay. Over Tom Mar- Hanks. I was gonna guess on the snub. It was well. Uh, you know what, Ryan? You can guess. Toy Story. <laughs> no, no, no. It's a person. <laughs> Martin Landau is Bella and Edward. Oh, 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 oh yeah. I see. Yeah. So, okay. so the snub was um, Samuel L. Jackson in Pulp Fiction. Oh. He came, Samuel L. Jackson mm. in Pulp Fiction came in second place to Martin Landau wow. and Bella and Edward. Okay, so great performance. Yeah, that's dude, that, that that's the biggest of all time. Okay, and then uh, the next one was 1997. Uh, John Lithgow, uh, Lithgow, who is uh, Dick in Third Rock from the Sun. He won Outstanding Shout Performance out. by a Male Actor in a Comedy Series over Jason Alexander, George Costanza, Seinfeld. That was one of the biggest snubs of all time. That was coming off Agreed. of season six of Seinfeld. Season six is arguably not only Jason Alexander slash George's best season, but one of the best seasons in sitcom history. For George to lose that year shows that how far their heads are up their asses giving these awards out. Yeah, I know. Yeah, John Lithgow, congratulations. You're amazing. But yeah, Jason Alexander lost that year. Okay. Third Rock from the Sun wasn't even that great. No, it was, it was trash. And then, you know, uh, my, my third one is a collection of seven years of bullshit. And this is why you can tell these awards are really at their core a bunch of nonsense because Alec Baldwin, seven years in a row, mm-hmm. won outstanding perform- uh, performance by a male actor in a comedy series. Alec Baldwin for 30 Rock for seven years in a row, beat Steve Carell from The Office. Okay, Steve wow. Carell came in second place seven years in a row. Wow. That's he really... You ever watch 30 Rock? You ever watch The Office? They're two different shows. Like, like The Office is actually funny. 30 Rock is for the corporate Hollywood people to give each other awards <laughs> and jerk each other off behind the scenes. So that's what happens with Alec Baldwin winning those awards. It's like... So I, I kept going through. I'm like, Steve Carell has to win one of these. He didn't win one. Alec Baldwin won seven years in a row, which is ridiculous so those and are my he went on to to almost or to murder someone yeah, so, yeah. quite a career <laughs> yes, for him did. so those are the big stubs of all time and then before we get out of here i want to hear what you guys think about this one so uh, rewinding back to 1995 uh tom hanks won best actor over uh morgan freeman shawshank redemption so it was forrest gump tom hanks over. Okay, but Tom Hanks was fantastic in that. I know, I know. I know. I'm not, that's why that I, I, didn't, I didn't make that as a snub. This is like yeah. my sort of like just like extra. But I wanted to see what you guys thought of that because Morgan Freeman, Shawshank, when I saw that, I'm like, oh, of course he should have won. But then you go, well, he lost to Tom Hanks and Forrest Gump. And so, like Morgan Freeman wasn't even the main character well, He was in technically the lead or, in that movie, so that's what he was elected for. Interesting. I mean, I, I I don't find any problem with that. It's Forrest Gump, I, dude. I think yeah. it's one A, one B. American yeah. Legend. All right. 
Yeah, for sure. All right, well, that's all I got, Will. That's incredible. Look, um, actually, I, I, I guess I have one last thing. This will take 30 seconds because we're just over okay. an hour right now. Actually, with some editing, we're probably just under an hour, but still. Um, last thing. I had a bartender the other day who was so goddamn salty and edgy and didn't want to be there. And, mm. and it, made, it got me thinking, what's better? Is it better to have an overly peppy and like super happy and super happy and whoa, won't stop talking to you and all this? Is it better to have an over peppy or an overly crabby bartender? What do you guys want when you go in, into a bar? Here's if it what has I'll to be say. like dramatic, overly one way or the other. I don't know about Smitty's opinion on this, so I'm interested to hear. But what I will tell you is I prefer the bartender that is miserable because what that tells me <laughs> is they've been bartending for a while, so they know their shit. They're going to they're <laughs> so gonna they mix. And even doing. though they're like grumpy, they're probably going to pour you a stiffer drink. Um, they're going to leave you alone like they're like the ones that are like all chipper and stuff. Like they're probably new and, and I want the, the more tenured uh, person there. So I'll give me the, the crappy one that will leave me the fuck alone, but pour me a stiff drink. And then guess what? If you start tipping them nicely, they might turn nice. You know what I well, mean? Well, likes a little edge at his bartender. Ryan, what do you say? Sure. Yeah. I, I think the overly crabby bartender worked till two in the morning the night before. So I understand it. And so I'll, I'll take him. Just give me my drink, I'll whatever. I'll watch the game. And then, and then, yeah, we might spark up a conversation. You know, give me my uh, chicken tenders and, and fries. And, there we go. And, uh, hey, you know what? We may spark up a conversation. Who knows? Yeah. All right. Speaking of tenders, I got to get to dinner. So there you guys go. Yeah, <laughs> we're hungry, boys. Uh, yeah. Thank you guys for listening, as always. Follow us on Twitter at CFB underscore pod. And we'll be back on soon for another off-season show in March. So, again, appreciate all the listeners, of course. We'll be back soon. We'll see you then.